The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact. Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. What is a nut? Jokes. What color is your suit? This what? suit is gray. Gray. I would call it blue, okay? It's gray. All right, it's blue-gray, but it's, it's well, certainly it's not black, gray. right? All right. Let's say it's gray, but it's it not. It is gray. Okay, so a not joke was, I would say, that suit is black. Not. Uh, this suit is not black. No, no, not has to be the end. Okay. Okay. This suit is black, not. This suit is black. Pause. You know what a pause is? Yes. This suit is black. Not. This suit is black. Pause, not. No, you, you don't say pause. This suit is black. That's a pause. Not. This suit is black. Okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not Not. Quite... The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Thursday, August 11, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hello. Oh, wait a minute. That, that doesn't sound like Chez. It sounds a little bit like Chez, but it's not actually Chez. Chez is not here. Chez not here at all. So maybe for the first time ever, I think, looking back in the history of the show, for the first time ever, I'm doing the show by myself. But uh, I have a solution to this problem that I'm going to tell you about in just a second. We are brought to you every show by BubbleGenius.com. They make the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need free legal advice, head over to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez or just click the link on the podcast page. You can't miss Charles Bowen sitting there on his desk with his old-timey telephone. Okay, so first of all, we've got a uh, special guest today coming up in the second half of the show. It's one of my favorite guys on the internet, Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs. Good guy, Charles Johnson. Not Chuck C. Johnson, not that guy. Definitely not that guy. But Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs, uh, one of our uh, many podcast affiliates, carries uh, kindly carries the podcast at Little Green Footballs. Appreciate that. He'll be on in the second hour to talk about all things, or it's not the second hour, second half of the show, talk about all things Trump. So we'll uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, in the meantime, it's just me. Just me, you and me, hanging out. 
But I do have a solution for Chez. In case we need a little bit of Chez mixed into the show, I've got some... Uh, I've got a Chezatronic machine here. I can just play random Chez things. Like Chez is uh, generally disgusted about by most things. So I've got lots of Chez disgusted <laughs> remarks that I can play here like... Meaningless f***ing buzzwords. <laughs> so if we need, need a little Chez, we could just play him saying... Meaningless f***ing buzzwords or just just interjecting this sure or this i'm not concerned <laughs> or we could play this but who the hell knows right yeah who the hell knows that's exactly right and uh something that we do all the time on the show that uh one particular listener didn't really care for is something like this i was thinking about that as maybe a subject for like one of the banter magazine pieces <laughs> <laughs> oh this will be fun then i can play this one a lot which i haven't played in a long time hello the Eeyore sound. All right, let us uh, let us officially dive in here to the uh, the show today. Um, obviously, the uh, the Trump meltdown is continuing. We have to start every show in which we're talking about Trump with the Trump clown car crashing into a wall. America. All right. So um, as uh, as what usually happens with the show is we record a show. Uh, every Tuesday morning, every Thursday morning, lately we've been recording at about 7 a.m. Uh, West Coast time. Tuesday morning, we record the show. We're all finished. We post the show. And then Donald Trump <laughs> takes the stage and Donald Trump says this. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick... If she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. <laughs> Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, no. that will be a horrible day. If, mm. if Hillary gets to put her judges, right now we're tied. You see what's going on. No, we no, no, there's so many things that are wrong with that. <laughs> No. First of all, there's the Second Amendment thing, which we've, everyone's been talking about for the last 48 hours. This happened on Tuesday, right after we finished recording the show. But suddenly, today, Trump comes out with something all new and completely... Actually, it's not all new, but it's new in terms of the general election cycle. He's been saying this for a while now. We're going to get to Trump's remarks on ISIS in just a minute. But it's obvious what he was saying. I mean, I don't need to go into an extended parsing of what Trump was saying on the stump the other day when he said about how uh, if Hillary is elected and she starts appointing judges, the Second Amendment people should take, the, take her out or take out the judges or take out both, the judges and Hillary. It's unclear as to who he meant specifically uh, the Second Amendment people should shoot until dead. Either the President of the United States, which hopefully will be Hillary Clinton, or the judges she appoints. Horrendous, isn't it? Sure. Are you concerned about that? I'm not concerned. I think you should be. So, um, of course, then the Secret Service was notified probably by thousands and thousands of people on Twitter at least. And uh, reportedly, the Secret Service met a couple of times with the Trump campaign and basically said, stop doing that. Don't. Uh-uh. Bad. Bad. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing anything like that. You shouldn't be encouraging violence against, you know, presidents of the United States and would-be Supreme Court justices. 
Because you know what? Sometimes people take that seriously, especially the people who love and adore Donald Trump. And that's, uh, that's the kind of people, those are the kind of people who are so furious about the state of everything. And we're going to talk about that in particular with Charles Johnson uh, coming up a little later. But uh, they're so pissed off, they're willing to do anything for this guy. They've beaten up Bernie Sanders supporters. They've screamed horrendously racist things. They, uh, you know, they're just blindly following this known circus clown, this clown dictator down toward the path of becoming president, not even caring what the consequences of that will be, not even caring about all of the awful things. He said, like, well, why can't we just have nuclear weapons? Why? I mean, we have them. Why can't we just use them? And that is one of many, many things. I mean, to me, there are three, there's sort of the big three Trump trespasses, the, the worst things that Trump has said. And it's all been since the convention. It's the nuclear thing, which, which becomes just a quote-unquote thing, right? What do you think, Chaz? Meaningless fucking buzzwords. I know. <laughs> becomes a thing, the nuclear thing. Like he... Th- he was suggesting that maybe as president, I'll start popping off nuclear weapons. So you've got the nuclear thing. You've got this new thing about Second Amendment solutions, you know, Second Amendment remedies to Hillary Clinton appointing liberal justices to the Supreme Court. Things. And you know what? I can't even remember what the third thing was, quite honestly. Oh, I know what it was. It's Serge Kovaleski, this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. It just it, it goes on and on and on. And with this, there's this new ISIS remark that he blurted out uh, in an interview, but which he's also been saying throughout the primaries. I think going back as far as my research, uh, I, I think the earliest instance I've heard Donald Trump say that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton were the founders of ISIS goes back all the way to December. I think that was when he said it first, but it may be much earlier than that. And again, it's the second of a couple of things in which Donald Trump is just mimicking Alex Jones. Alex Jones is basically Donald Trump's number one policy advisor, an informal policy advisor, but a policy advisor nevertheless, because, of course, we have the birther thing, which is all Alex Jones. I mean, and people forget that Donald Trump is a birther. Donald Trump spent his own money, allegedly, to send investigators to Honolulu to research whether or not Barack Obama was actually uh, born there. And it's no wonder, because now we've got poll numbers out saying 70 percent, I think it's maybe 72 percent of Trump supporters actually believe that Barack Obama was not born in the United States, which means they either believe that he was born in Kenya or they're not aware that Hawaii is a state. Either way, it's egregious, right? Right, Chess? Sure. That's always going to crack me up. So Donald Trump was uh, speaking to CNBC today and uh, for the first time in the general election reiterated that Barack Obama is the founder of ISIS. Here's Donald Trump on uh, CNBC earlier today. Ask you about the rally last night in Florida that you referenced where you called the president of the United States the founder of ISIS. You said it repeatedly. President Obama is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder. He founded ISIS. Do you think it's appropriate to call the sitting president of the United States the founder of a terrorist organization that wants to kill Americans? Uh, he was the founder of ISIS, uh, absolutely. Uh, the way he removed our troops 
Are you kidding again? And I was against the war in Iraq. I was totally against it, even though I was a civilian, so nobody cared. But yeah, even though we have audio of him saying, well, sure, the, the bombing of Iraq, fine, no problem. We shouldn't have been in Iraq. I would not have been in Iraq if I were president, but that mistake was made. It was a horrible mistake, one of the worst mistakes in the history of our country. We destabilized the Middle East. We've been paying the price for it for years. Yeah, but I mean, the funny thing here, the and completely ironic thing, is that what does Donald Trump plan to do about ISIS? I mean, a lot of tough talk about ISIS and how Barack Obama is the founder of ISIS and Hillary Clinton is the, he'll get to this in a second, the uh, in the Hall of Fame, an honorable mention <laughs> founder of ISIS. So what does he plan to do? Is he going to send troops into the Middle East to fight ISIS, into Syria and back into Iraq? Well, of course. Oh, How else is he going to do it? Is he going to continue Obama's predator drone program? Is that how he's going to do it? We don't know because he hasn't said. He, all we know is that he's against ISIS and that he's going to stand up to ISIS. He's going to be a tough guy against ISIS. Uh, but there's no plan. And also, at the same time, he's criticizing Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton for engaging in, uh, in military conflict in that part of the world. So... Who the hell knows? But he was the founder, absolutely the founder. In fact, he gets the, in sports, they have awards. He gets the most valuable player award. Oh, Him and Hillary. Most, most valuable. Did I say honorable mention? I meant most valuable player. Well, what can I say? I mean, she gets it too. I gave them co-founder. If you really looked at the spaceship, I think you probably did. But he and Hillary get the most valuable player award having to do with Iraq and, and having to do with, uh, with the ISIS situation, or as he would call it, ISIL. He calls it ISIL because nobody else does and probably wants to bother people by using a different term. Uh, no, no, nobody else does except maybe half the world. <laughs> I mean, obviously the two terms are, uh, what the hell? I mean... Is there any point to even saying this? I mean, it's just like, I mean, I hate to, again, I'm, cha- I'm actually channeling Chez. Is there any point to refuting any of this crap? He's just putting words against words on top of words, right, Chez? But who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> do, you, do you think he's just, he's gone full word salad, Chez? Sure. Yeah, so do I. I agree. Whether it's more accurate or not, most people call it ISIS. He calls it ISIL. He was the founder. Most people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. I mean, he's just, he's going, he's going full sling blade, Donald Trump. Of ISIS, and so was she. I mean, I call them co-founders. Well, so not only are you, not only do you not think, not only do you not think it was an issue. And because of the way he got out, as bad as it was that they went in, they should have never gotten in. He shouldn't have gotten in the way he got out. Now, did you hear that? He should never have gotten in the way he got out. Donald Trump. Republican nominee for president of the United States. Obama should never have gotten in the way he got out. Try to parse that exactly what that means. Now put yourself in the place of a Donald Trump supporter who has to go to the water cooler at work today and tell all of his buddies, hey, you know, I heard Donald Trump today say, you know, Obama shouldn't have gotten in the way he got out. You know, you know what I mean? Doesn't that make any sense to you? He should never have gotten in the way he got out. I, 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 I don't. I don't even know. Shouldn't have gotten out the way he got uh, got out. It was a disaster. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I've got to go back on that one. I got to go back. I got to go back. He shouldn't have gotten in the way he got out. <laughs> he shouldn't have gotten out the way he got uh, got out. It was a disaster. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> Jess, what the hell is uh, Donald Trump trying to say here? Who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> he should never have gotten in the way he got out, but he got out because he got in and in and out and in and out and you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, God help us all. The good news is, is I think Donald Trump is actually talking himself out of wanting to run. Because I think in the same interview, he was like, well, you know, what are you going to do? If I end up losing, I take a vacation. Oh, well. <laughs> I've spent millions upon millions, tens of millions of dollars of my own money. I'm now spending millions more of other people's money to run for president. And, you know, I'm starting to hint that now that I'm losing, I don't even really want to be president. How's that for winning? So much winning, you may get bored with winning. Frankly, I'm still waiting to get bored. I'm not concerned. I, I really am. I'm very concerned, Jazz. All right, so that's Donald Trump. When we come back from a break, we're going to talk about Harry's Razors here in a second. When we come back from a break, Alex Jones went on his show, I believe it was earlier today, and talked about how it's blowing his mind that he says something on his show, and then two days later, Trump actually repeats it. And you want to know something? Alex Jones is exactly right. Donald Trump is basically the Alex Jones candidate. Donald Trump is mainstreaming conspiracy theory lunatic Alex Jones. And again, Donald Trump isn't just some guy. He's not some AM talk radio show host. He's running for president. He's the Republican nominee for president. That is goddamn terrifying. All right, let's talk about Harry's razor here. <clears throat> Even though Chez isn't on the show today, I am clean shaven. Because that's the way I roll. Before I go on the show, I got to make sure that my face is free of stubble. I've been using Harry's shaving products for many, many months now. I spent a lot of time on the show and off the show telling people how much I love it. Love Harry's. As I've said before, I get a close, smooth, comfortable shave with Harry's. A shave that's every bit as good as the big name brands and for a whole lot less money. A whole lot less. I love the German engineered blades that come straight from Harry's factory right to me. I even love the packaging. The packaging is awesome. You feel like... You feel like there's some artistry that goes on with the way they package their, their merchandise, their razors and their shaved gel and all that good stuff. There's no middleman, no trips to the stores, and no more crazy prices. Harry's Blades cost half of what the big brands charge. I love that, too. Harry's uh, new five-blade cartridges include a softer flex hinge for even more comfortable shave, a trimmer blade for hard-to-get place, like right under your nose. I hate getting that little place right under your nose. A lubricating strip, and love the lube, and textured handle for more control when it gets wet. And the price didn't go up a penny. I love that, too. And it makes Harry's introductory offer even sweeter. That weighted handle, great-smelling moisturizing shave cream, three of those amazing cartridges, and a travel cover for just 10 bucks. Normally 15 bucks. Harry's knocks off $5 when you use promo code BANDC at harrys.com. Step away from those cheap disposables, but stop paying too much for quality. That's Harry's Razors, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Thursday show. 
thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash Bob and Chet. Really, really appreciate it. Monday uh, all right. Um, as I mentioned before the break, Donald Trump is channeling Alex Jones. And it's it's difficult to fully emphasize how truly terrifying that is. I mean, Alex Jones, if you're just starting to listen to the show now, we've been talking about Alex Jones almost since we started the show. Alex Jones is a talk radio show host who's far, far right, paleo-conservative. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's out of his freaking mind. He is absolutely certifiably insane. The first time I ever saw Alex Jones, he was dressed up as the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight, and he was running around terrifying people on the street with a microphone. It was... (laughs) It was horrible. Alex Jones also thinks that the government is putting chemicals into juice boxes in order to turn young boys gay. Um, Even if that were chemically accurate, even if that could actually happen, there's no way that it's happening. Absolutely. One time, Alex Jones also did an entire show dressed up like a shape-shifting lizard person from outer space because he believes that there are actually shape-shifting lizard people who live among us. And are running the country. Many members of Congress, indeed, are shape-shifting lizard people from outer space. (laughs) On another occasion, Alex Jones said that Barack Obama can, can guide tornadoes. He can move tornadoes using tiny, tiny hair, helicopters and airplane moves tornadoes all around. Like, in order to distract from whatever it was, Benghazi or whatever thing was going on in the news, Alex Jones actually said that Barack Obama steered a super tornado toward an Oklahoma town in order to destroy it. Barack Obama himself did this. And this is the guy that Alex, that uh, Donald Trump is getting his talking points from. It's absolutely verifiably true. The whole thing with Obama and ISIS and, uh, and Hillary Clinton and ISIS, this is an Alex Jones conspiracy theory that goes back uh, probably all the way back to the actual Benghazi event it, it itself, where um, the theory was, and this is a theory that actually someone like Rand Paul has also marketed in, the theory includes, now remember that, uh, that Donald Trump has made a big deal over the families of the victims of Benghazi. Well, this theory that Donald Trump is playing and that he's borrowing from Alex Jones, outright stealing from Alex Jones, also includes the fact that Chris Stevens, who was famously killed in the attacks in Benghazi, uh, was actually running firearms, running guns from Libyan rebels who helped overthrow Gaddafi and running those guns to ISIS in Syria. So that Chris Stevens, this hero, ask anybody that Chris Stevens is a hero, but except Donald Trump and Rand Paul and Alex Jones, who believe that he was actually running guns to ISIS, that Chris Stevens, American hero, is in cahoots with ISIS. <laughs> this is how screwy everything is with the, the idea, the strategy of, of Donald Trump borrowing Alex Jones' conspiracy theories and repeating them as if they're real. So here now is uh, Alex Jones talking about how Donald Trump is copying him. And I'll tell you, it is surreal (laughs) to 
Oh, and I, I, I really need to emphasize this, that Alex Jones has endorsed Donald Trump. Alex Jones is actively campaigning on his show for Donald Trump. Alex Jones doesn't mind that Donald Trump is doing all of this. They're like this, and I'm crossing my fingers. They're close, close guys. They're really, they're really into each other. Talk about issues here on air, and then word for word hear Trump say it two days later. <laughs> it is amazing. And it just shows how dialed in this guy is, and that's why they're so scared of him. I mean, think, it's mainstream news. Yeah, they're scared. Yeah, you know what? That's actually true. They're scared of him because he's dialed in. He's dialed into Alex Jones. And that's terrifying. A president of the United States, a would-be president of the United States, making his decisions based partly on what Alex Jones, the crazy crap that Alex Jones rips out of his ridiculous bunghole. Are you concerned? I'm, I'm really concerned about that. I'm not concerned. Uh, of course he's not concerned. Jez is a concern. All right, let's, let's continue with Alex Jones. That our government, criminal elements of it, armed Al-Qaeda and ISIS and worked with Saudi Arabia to turn them loose across Africa and the Middle East. And now they're pouring into Europe by design. And Trump is exposing it. They are scared to death. He's talking substance. He's talking treason. And even Fox News, I've been monitoring it this morning. Earlier, uh, Kit Daniels ran up and said, just during the break, he said, you got to see this. They just savaged him everybody on the panel for saying hey if the courts ban the guns it may have to go to the second amendment that's what charlton heston said that's what i said that's what everybody says that's what ted nugent says the country started when they came to take the guns so this is alex jones confirming what I and thousands of other people in the media have been saying for the last two days, which is that what Donald Trump said is what he meant. Not some other meaning, like not like, oh, they're going to they're going to change things with their vote. They're going to do what they believe is the original intent of the Second Amendment, which is to use their guns against government officials. That's the intent in their uh, in their view. The intent of the Second Amendment was to enable the American people, to use firearms against intrusions by the federal government. Second Amendment remedies. We're going to talk about, in the next segment, we're going to go through all of the instances over the last several years in which the Republicans, and mainly the alt-right Republicans, and we'll talk about the definition of that coming up here in a bit with uh, Charles Johnson, but uh, that is their solution. Their solution is, Come for our guns, and we will shoot you in the head. G. Gordon Liddy. I mean, I remember I was interning for the Don and Mike show 25 years ago, and I was sitting in the newsroom getting the news ready for uh, my friend and mentor, Buzz Burbank, who's the news guy in the, uh, in the Don and Mike show, and I'm sitting there, and I'm listening, and suddenly G. Gordon Liddy says, yeah, you know what? If federal agents come into your house, ATF people come into your house, aim for the head. Because they'll be wearing Kevlar jackets. So this is the kind of thing that conservatives have been talking about forever. By the way, G. Gordon Liddy got big trouble for that one. Um, yeah, aim for the head was G. Gordon Liddy's thing. By the way, G. Gordon Liddy also used Bill and Hillary Clinton targets at the gun range. Just passing that along. This is something that's been going on for many, many, many years now. And Alex Jones is simply confirming this whole concept of what the Second Amendment is all about. At least according to them. I mean, it's like if they try to go to pure communism, we're going to have to stand up. I'm not planning it. I don't want that to happen. But when the president of the United States is allied with foreign 
al-Qaeda forces, by any other names, same thing, when the government and the Justice Department is coordinating with Black Lives Matter and George Soros to foment racial division and violence. Here we go. It's the Alex Jones list. When we do that thing where we go, Raytheon, Bechtel, Black Lives Matter, foreign governments, trilateral commission, the UN. Meaningless fucking buzzwords. That's what he's doing here. He tries to weave all of those different conspirators into the fabric of his entire theory. It's like a Black Lives Matter, that they're getting together with the communists and George Soros and uh, MSNBC and... Uh, uh, the DC uh, uh, Comics Extended Universe and Batman and Superman's going to be in there too. Lex Luthor's in uh, getting money from George Sora. It becomes this whole goddamn thing, <laughs> and that's and that's how he wins over his people. He just plays. Make uh, the more complicated the conspiracy is, the more the paranoiacs are really, really into it because they, they can't figure it out. I don't know. Well, okay, I guess everyone's involved. And when the killing of cops is up 80, was well, 79%, now it's 82% this year from last year alone. Yeah. And that's skewed numbers because cop killing was way up the year before and way up the year before. It's just going straight up. And people go, oh, what is this worship of police? How about a worship of not having a civil war? This is how. These dirty forces that are in our government that have infiltrated are planning to bring the damn country down. Excuse me. I'm getting angry here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, we'll take a break and come back with more show right after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance The Bob and Chez Show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents Per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. That's P A T R E O N.com slash Bob and Chess and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Sure. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. All right, the second half of today's show is brought to you by the bobseska.com Amazon link. If you shop at amazon.com, enter that site using our link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. All right, we're lagging a little bit behind on the Amazon link uh, total this month. So if you have a small business, for example, and you source your uh, all of your materials from amazon.com, by all means, go ahead and do that through our link at bobseska.com and uh, make sure to bookmark it, right? All right. It's it's really, I mean, almost literally, it's, uh, I mean, short of signing up at patreon.com, it is uh, re- the best way to support the show, right? Literally. 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 All right. So uh, moving along here, what we know, as I was saying uh, in the previous segment, what we know is that what Donald Trump said about the Second Amendment was 100% accurate. I mean, that's what he's talking about. I mean, he may not have meant it because Donald Trump has no core values. Donald Trump just says whatever helps him to get ahead or what he thinks helps him to get ahead. 
Um, but there are millions of people in the United States whose interpretation of the Second Amendment is that this amendment is there to protect us from the government. Like if the, if the government intrudes our house, we can shoot the government agents in the head. Or if something is going haywire with politicians or so on, we have the Second Amendment remedies. And Donald Trump was merely referencing that line. And he did it in a in an inarticulate, a predictably inarticulate way, which is what Donald Trump normally does. So um, what I did was I compiled sort of the context for everything that Donald Trump said with regard to the Second Amendment, which is, I mean, it's this is all you need to know. All you need to know that very serious Republican candidates, Republican politicians, Republican pundits, and on down the list have been saying crap like this for years, years upon years. And Michelle Bachman once said, Michelle Bachman said, I want people in Minnesota armed and dangerous on this issue of the energy tax because we need to fight back. Thomas Jefferson told us having a revolution every now and then is a good thing. And the people, we the people, are going to have to fight back hard if we're not going to lose our country. You know what? We need some music here. Let's bring this up. Yeah, there we go. Obama. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is what we're talking about here. Congressman Greg Harper from Mississippi, quote, we hunt liberal tree-hugging Democrats, although it does seem like a waste of good ammunition. I'm not making this up. Chief of Staff to former uh, Congressman Alan West said, I'm concerned that the most important thing the Founding Fathers did to ensure me my First Amendment rights was they gave me a Second Amendment. And if ballots don't work, bullets will. That's exactly what Donald Trump was saying. Former uh, Senate candidate Sharon Angle, quote, I feel the Second Amendment is the right to keep and bear arms for our citizenry. This is not for someone who's in the military. This is not for law enforcement. This is for us. And in fact, when you read that Constitution and the Founding Fathers, they intended this to stop tyranny. This is for us when our government becomes, becomes tyrannical. Well, it's to defend ourselves. And, you know, I'm hoping that we're not getting to Second Amendment remedies. I hope the vote will be the cure for the Harry Reid problems. Meaningless f***ing buzzwords. Meanwhile, also, there's a... Joni Ernst said something like that. Remember that guy, Rick Barber? He was a candidate for Congress a while back. I think it was in the 2010 election, in fact. Where he ended his... Where he's talking to the Founding Fathers, guys dressed in costumes. Like, he went down to Colonial Williamsburg. He talked to a bunch of guys dressed up as... Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. And he turns to them and he says, gather your armies. Eliminationist rhetoric is what this is. Dave Nywer was probably the hands down greatest book on this subject. It's called Elimination or The Eliminationists. You have to read this book. Congressional candidate Brad Goering said, if I could use hunting permits, if I could issue hunting permits, I would officially declare today opening day for, for liberals. The season would extend through November 2nd and have no limits on how many taken as we desperately need to thin the herd. This is it. Congressional candidate Robert Lowry. Lowry held an event at a Broward County gun range during which he fired at a series of symbolic political targets, including a silhouette with his opponent, Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz's initials on it. Eric Erickson. Were I in Washington State, I'd be cleaning my gun right about now, waiting to protect my property from the coming riots or the government apparatchiks coming to enforce nonsensical legislation. 
exactly what Trump will say. Dick Morris. <laughs> crazy Dick Morris. Those crazies in Montana who say, we're going to kill ATF agents because the UN's going to take over. Well, they're beginning to have a case. Mm-hmm. That was on Fox News Channel, by the way. Radio host Pete Santilli. I'm not calling for, well, yes, I'm calling for the military to restore our public, our republic. Is it a military coup? I would say that it's possibly the most orderly fashion to do this. Congressional candidate John Stone. My forefathers used a cannon like this to fight the British in Savannah and win us a constitution. As the only licensed firearms dealer in America running for Congress, I'm willing to do the same if we have to. It is like ad after ad after ad of like Rand Paul. Rand Paul did a whole video in which he got a, uh, a machine gun and fired it. Oh, it was an AR-15, by the way, at the U.S. tax code. Another guy, remember Will Brook, who got a, a shotgun and was firing at uh, a copy of Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act? Oh, God. It keeps going and going and going, doesn't it? All right. So that's uh, that's that. I mean, that's the context that no one's talking about on cable news right now, that it's not Donald Trump operating in a vacuum. It's Donald Trump saying this over and over again, repeating Alex Jones and all of it in context of comment after comment from other uh, alt right or other conservatives, other gun nuts, like as Alex Jones was saying, Ted Nugent, for example. (laughs) These are the people that Trump is in league with. And it's uh, it's terrifying. I'm not concerned. Well, you should be, Chess. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last thing before we take a break. The, the one of the big controversies today now is that uh, uh, disgraced Congressman Mark Foley showed up at a Trump rally and was seated behind Trump in that peanut gallery that you see on camera, right behind the podium where the campaigns, what they always do is they send advanced people to an auditorium where there's going to be a rally and they watch people as they're filing in and they flag people and say, oh, that might be a nice looking person to have behind our candidate. So they carefully arrange these peanut galleries based on, you know, the appearance of the people. Like, for example, during the primaries, Hillary Clinton would want to appear as if she's got the support of young people to sort of undercut Bernie Sanders' message. So she would pack, you know young people in her peanut gallery behind her behind her podium well in this case donald trump had mark foley back there (laughs) who was uh booted out of congress for sexually harassing young male staffers that's according to uh to abc news he resigned from congress way back in 2006 sure all right we're going to take another break when we come back charles johnson little green footballs right after these words You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good. 
and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to the show today. Really, thank you for joining us. Too many broken hearts have fallen in the river. Too many okay, we got lots more shows still to go. I am, uh, I am Chez free today. You lay your bets and then you pay the price. The things we do. I'm trying to come up with a Chez substitute, but I think, uh, sure, like a, like a Chez bond is what we. Do. All right, uh, joining us right now, live from Los Angeles, California, is the great Charles Johnson from Little Green Football. Charles, hi. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I got to turn on your microphone. There you are. Hey there, Bob. <laughs> it's starting out really well. I've got your microphone muted, and we're, we're already talking. Okay. I didn't realize you were, you were Chesless today. Ches, no Ches today. Absolutely no Ches. Ches free. Thanks, Ches. Ches is, uh, Ches is off in an undisclosed location hiding out, hiding from the show. He's, he's hiding from all the Trump news. Cause now, uh, yeah, well, it I, makes you want to hide sometimes, I have to admit. Yeah, because now, I mean, every time I play uh, Trump audio on the show, Ches has to rip his earbuds out. He can't even, <laughs> he can't even stand to hear the sound of Trump's voice. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's, uh, he's grateful for the uh, the couple of days off. Okay, so you know, I kind of reached the same point uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I just couldn't even watch any of his rallies or speeches. And the only reason I'm watching him again now is because he's he's having such a wonderful meltdown. I know that I it's, can't I can't stand to miss it. Yeah, because you know that every time he has a rally, something crazy is going to happen. So he's going to say something crazy. Someone in his audience is going to there's going to be someone weird showing up in his audience. They're going to shout something crazy. Right. Somebody's going to get beaten up. <laughs> every time it's pretty much every time so so what do you make of this self-destruction i mean it seems like i mean i almost want to say that it's got to be deliberate now because i mean he he actually revealed uh today that um that he's looking he may be looking forward to a nice long vacation uh yeah if he's he loses kind of the hinting election. around that he might be getting a little uh little weary of the of the <laughs> yeah, I mean, craziness. he's rationalizing how bad he's doing by saying, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I take a vacation. Yeah, how bad, you know, how bad well, can that Josh be? Josh Marshall thinks that, you know, what we're seeing is is a guy who's really uh, got some serious mental issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you know. And, and that his his whole persona is tied up in dominating other people you know which really sounds pretty accurate to me yeah and so when he starts losing in the polls you know it's sort of it's it's most people would think hey i gotta work harder and do better and like you know stop being so crazy but for trump that means that you know it it calls his whole being into question that's right <laughs> so, you know, so he he reacts in a way that you know most normal people wouldn't. You know, and I, you know, who knows? We might even see him drop out, which well, that, would be really amazing. I mean, that would be fascinating to look at, mainly because if it happens after a certain point, I think he's got to do it sometime before the first or second week of September in order for them to print the ballots in time for them to right. reprint with the new name. Because 
Because Wouldn't he it would be awesome? It would be unprecedented, I think. Can you imagine I, if he dropped out and they couldn't reprint the ballots in time? They, they, oh, the only man. ones they could do was the electronic machines, and that was it. But I mean, <laughs> any paper ballots got Trump's name on there, and he's not even running. He could totally screw the Republican Party. I mean, at this point, really, I mean, for the longest time I was going... There's no way he's dropping out. He wants to win. You don't spend that much of your own money. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars of your own money in a race that you don't even want to win. Uh, but now I'm beginning to think that he's just starting to rationalize it. He knows yeah. he's crashing and burning. He's He just said yesterday that um, the whole reboot thing, he doesn't care. Or maybe it was today. I mean, everything runs together. It seems like everything happened so quickly that it seems like a month ago that he said the thing about Second Amendment people. But he said today, I believe that um, that this is his style and it worked well in the primaries, so he's just going to keep going. So the reboot right. lasted all of three days. If well, there he, was he even can't one. change. I mean, that's the bottom line. A personality that's like so totally tied up in dominating others, he really has no other skills, no personal skills, no way to change what he's doing. That's that right. is him, and he can't be anything else. You know, uh, it, it, An interesting story came out today that Rince Priebus had talked to him Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, you the know, time told story. him if he didn't cool it with the meltdowns, uh, the Republican Party was just going to focus on the down ballot. Uh, that's votes. Th- that's <laughs> right. And didn't he say that it was in Time Magazine, wasn't it? Where right, uh, where Priebus basically said to Trump after the convention, just you should have just gone to Mar-a-Lago. You should just yeah, go to Palm exactly. Beach for a few weeks and just shut the hell up. And should have just stayed there in your room. Yeah, and. <laughs> God, and that's actually true. I mean, that would have actually been better for Trump if he had just shut up for three weeks, and he would oh, have still undoubtedly. he would have done better in the polls. But, but the the kicker here is that Trump is denying it. <laughs> Trump said no. We, that conversation never happened. You know, he did the same thing when it came to the Secret Service interviewing his campaign. I think it was an uh, I think it was an off the record. Or maybe a, an informal conversation that the Secret right. Service had yeah. with his campaign. That's pretty much his his modus operandi. Always is to deny anything negative, you know. And even if people are, <laughs> even if the actual person who said the other thing that he's denying is right there in the news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you what do you make of his supporters? I mean, I one of the things that I'm enjoying most in your Twitter feed is <laughs> watching you introduce everyone to your block button. And so I always feel like you have a unique uh, glimpse, a unique insight into uh, the the Trump people and and what they're thinking at this point. Oh, man. I mean, are they just getting progressively nuttier or are they... Uh, are they starting to back off a little bit, or are they just getting I louder? Have yet, I have yet to encounter a single Trump supporter who didn't strike me as being really not well. <laughs> you know, what, so what, kind. what can I say? I mean, I can't. This morning when I got up, I checked Twitter, and I had like hundreds of, of ranting wingnuts, you know, just spewing insults at me. Yeah, it it was really something. Uh, And it was because of the the Mark Foley story that I posted. And And, so what are they saying? How can they possibly defend that? Like, it's like Time Magazine. Oh, it's just the liberal media. It's like Time. Really? Time Magazine? You're going to have to Time Magazine now. It's the usual thing. You know, they just they they try to, you know, turn it around and say, well, you know, Hillary had the father of a a terrorist at her rally. And I'm going, well, you know, that's. That's the father. He didn't commit the crime. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You're talking about you're talking about the Mark Foley thing now. The the difference between Mark Foley and Sadiq Mateen. 
Right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah was, I mean, that's that's pretty much what they're they're ranting about that and about the the Mark Foley appearance, and so they're they're trying to switch it around. You know, they're trying to say, well, Hillary did this. You know, you know, mm. I I just have to point out, you know, the. Sadiq Mateen was not convicted of any crimes or even charged with any crimes. And in fact, he apologized for what his son did and, you know, renounced him totally and was embarrassed and humiliated by it. Now, do you think, did they think no one would notice? I mean, basically, here, I mean, here's the story, just to recap. Mark Foley showed up at a Trump rally and he was, he was sitting in the peanut gallery behind Trump. And this is right. the day after they made a big deal of Sadiq Mateen, the father of the shooter at, at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, showing oh, exactly. up at a at a Hillary Clinton rally. Now, in fact, uh, Trump actually turned around and looked at Foley <laughs> while he was ranting about Sadiq Mateen at, at Hillary's rally. It was it was really quite a, a moment. <laughs> you, I mean, do you think he recognized that was Mark Foley sitting back there? <laughs> I, mean, I think he had to know. I mean, uh, you know, Foley has said that Trump is one of his biggest supporters. Yeah, I mean, Foley absolutely endorsed uh, Trump. What was it? Maybe it was today. Uh, Foley said, uh, Foley was asked by Thomas Roberts, for the record, are you a Trump supporter and are voting for him? And Mark Foley said, yes, he's been a friend of mine for 30 years and one of my biggest contributors. God damn. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> Talk about a backhanded uh, kind of endorsement there. That's the kind of endorsement that no one wants. But yet, uh, but yet he did it for Trump anyway. So, so now everyone's saying that, well, it's Sadiq Mateen versus Mark Foley. And obviously, it's to those of us with brains in our head, it, it, Sadiq Mateen didn't commit any crime. He wasn't an accomplice in any crime. He didn't commit anything. He didn't do anything wrong. It was Mark Foley, though, who had to resign from Congress because he was sexually harassing young interns. You know, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but how do they how do they square that? I mean, that's I mean, I'm trying really at this point, because I think we do here in August, we have kind of the luxury to kind of take a step back and look at the psychology of some of this crap that's going on. I mean, how do they square that? I mean, how do they look at this and know that objectively Sadiq Mateen is not guilty? Mark Foley, quite guilty. <laughs> And the other, well, the, I mean, well, the other Bob, factor. You know, you have to realize that uh, you know you're talking about people who are supporting <laughs> Donald Trump. I these know, are, these are not me. people who are uh, uh, averse to the concept of cognitive dissonance. <laughs> That's exactly if right. Their whole lives are cognitive dissonance at this point. They're literally. I mean, they don't care that they're being lied to by Donald Trump. He he went to uh, went to Virginia and spoke to an audience of coal miners and boasted to them about his golf courses and his resorts. You know, it's these are coal miners. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing that um, that they haven't addressed yet, and this is something that anyone would know if they've been to a political or presidential level political rally, is that that peanut gallery that goes up behind the podium where the presidential candidate is speaking, that peanut gallery is carefully hand-selected. Even at the vice presidential level, if the, if the vice presidential candidate is going around and, and speaking, there is an advanced team that comes in and they scout the crowd, they, look, they check people out as they're coming in, and they say, oh, this is, these are the kind of people we want to have sitting behind uh, uh, the candidate uh, during the rally, so the camera is picking up sort of a cross-section, a melange, if you will, of the supporters of this particular candidate. Yeah, so, I think that's definitely true with Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, but actually, I had 
someone tweeted at me yesterday and and actually showed me photos uh, that he had gone to a Hillary rally and was seated behind her and he wasn't handpicked. He he just happened to get there early and they seated him there. You know, they didn't actually pick him or select him or anything. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I wonder how that actually works out because I mean, typically from what I know, it's they're they're picked, they're selected to show like on the Democratic side, what they invariably do is try to show. Um, a cross section of of races and ethnicities. That's kind of the thing that they show. Or if Hillary sure. Clinton is trying to appeal, for example, during the primaries, if she was trying to appeal to young people and pick off some of Bernie Sanders supporters, there were lots of young people sitting behind her, and that right. is sort of yeah, the projection. I think usually that's the case. Uh, you know, I I was kind of surprised to hear from this guy that that uh, he had managed to get in without being picked. But, uh, you know, I guess maybe if it's like a just an open to the public kind of thing, informal and not really, you know, something that's going to be broadcast a lot, maybe they, they'll just, you know, let whoever come in. But, you know, I'm sure that Trump does it, you know, because if you look, you look behind him at the rallies, you'll always see a couple of black people. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're like, they're probably the only ones in the whole audience right there behind him. <laughs> yesterday, did you see yesterday there was a guy, there was an older guy fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's a lot of sleepers in his, in his crowd. Yeah, it made me think back to the glory days of 2008 when John McCain was running, and he'd have those crowds of like five or six people, and half of them were snoozing, <laughs> just right. like retirees mostly. That's right. That's right. So, um, so getting back to uh, the the Trump meltdown and everything. Uh, and the the Second Amendment people remarks from the other day and and the ongoing list of terrible, terrible Trump things. At, at what point do they stop giving Trump the benefit of the doubt? I mean, even non-Trump loyalists, I mean, people who are kind of outside of the Trump fandom or the Trump bubble were kind of trying to make, I mean, desperately trying to make excuses for that. But at what point do you have to say, as maybe an uncommitted or moderate voter, a swing voter, that how does this guy deserve so much benefit of the doubt? He's been saying these sorts of things for the last 14 months plus, just in the course of his presidential campaign, not even including all of the things before that. Why does suddenly he deserve like, oh, okay, well, I guess he really didn't mean this one, even though he's yeah. meant all of the other things very you know, obviously. That, that's been one of the amazing things throughout this whole uh, election season is, is how willing the, the media is to just, you know, make excuses or try to do both sides rhetoric about Donald Trump, no matter how radical and insane he gets. It's kind of changing a little bit, though. You know, I mean, these days, on even on CNN, you'll sometimes see the the Chiron. You know, the thing that the caption that appears at the bottom of the screen. They'll actually fact check him inside that Chiron. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. MSNBC was doing that too. They'll say uh, Trump repeats claim he saw, you know, video of Iran's. Uh, receiving 400 million and then it says non-existent video <laughs> in, in parentheses so you know somebody's yeah. fact checking him there it may be the guy who's operating the Chiron because yeah, right. I still see lots of CNN people just making excuses for, for Trump no matter what he says which is pretty disheartening at this point you know they have to know okay that was great huh Charles, we're going to talk more with Charles Johnson uh, during the postmortem show, so we'll continue our conversation at patreon.com slash bobandchez. If you want to hear more of the uh, the chat with Charles, uh, go to patreon.com slash bobandchez. Sign up at 
the $5 level. $5 a month will get you the postmortem show. That's two postmortem shows a week. You sign up at the $10 level, you get the uh, two postmortem shows plus the after party. Uh, and if you sign up at $15 a month, you get the two postmortem shows, the after party, and an unbleached, not safe for work, commercial free version of this show that we just heard. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the saving along to you. As I said before, make sure to use the Amazon link. It's a slow month. I know it's August. It's the middle of summer. No one's doing jack crap anymore right now. So go to uh, Amazon.com and treat yourself to some, some great stuff through our link. And don't forget to bookmark it. All right, that is the show for uh, today. We will see you again on uh, the free show on Tuesday. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. buzzwords. <laughs>